What do I keep doing that keeps hurting? Why do I keep repeating this behavior? <laughs> this sounds a bit like a My Chemical Romance <laughs> lyric. What do I do? What do I keep doing that keeps hurting? Hi, I'm Alice from Hong Kong. And I'm Ian from Malaysia. And we are Bananification, the Sydney-based podcast about our Asian experiences in foreign contexts. Here, we discuss what it's like to live abroad in multicultural Sydney as people who grow up in Asia. Hello, I'm Ian. Hi, I'm Alice. And you are listening to another episode of Bananification. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is, once again, for the third episode in a row, Ian, Alice, and the Cicadas. Kikadas. Still don't know how to pronounce that. In the bright sunshine, we had a lot of chirping. And now in night, with a lot of rain, they're still chirping. I wish that we had like this level of consistency <laughs> producing these episodes as the Kikadas do, doing their chirping. Hmm. Hmm. So... Today, we're going to do a little something different than what we've done for the previous podcast. Indeed. We are going to play the card game, We Are Not Really Strangers. Ah. What is this? (laughs) So, it's a card game that consists of questions. Specifically, questions that are meant to drive you to deepen your existing relationships and create new ones so you can play this with your friends your family or your partner and you know obviously today we're gonna play as a couple um they have many different kinds of cards for different additions so the one that we're gonna try to do today is self-reflection hmm you have an interesting look on your face I already have the cards ready, so I'm going to play... So so we're playing an online version today. Okay, cool. And of course, th- we aren't sponsored by, uh, mm-hmm. by no, this game. No, this is, this is just, just us. Yeah. It's going to be cool. I've vaguely heard about it before mm-hmm. in work of all places. Oh, really? I think, I think it was like some director on some call, and she said it was in response to like someone asking them, in times of remote working, how might you, as a leader, encourage and help your team to bond? And I think she said something like, one interesting tool is well, something like this, some kind of card game with questions that you can ask people to mm. deepen your relationship. And I thought, who is the project manager out there who's going to get <laughs> a copy of cards so that they can bond more with their consulting oh, you team? Can, you can find they have an online version that you can try first. I suppose so. I, I don't know. I think these questions are almost a little too intimate to ask your coworkers. Yeah, I know. I could be wrong. But not too intimate to record on a podcast, I suppose. Well, they, they have different editions, like I said. So mm. they have some... They call it like first, so they have three levels, yep. first, second, and third connection. Mm-hmm. So first level is like kind of just get to know you. Yeah. Um, yeah. We should do more of level three then. Well, we should challenge we'll, ourselves. We'll see. We'll see. Well, the self-reflection one only has one level because you're only playing against yourself. Haha. <laughs> uh, eh, you know what? <laughs> 
Can we go straight into it? Yeah, sure. So who starts first? You start first because your name is on it. Okay, so I'm looking at Alice's phone. She's on the website, and there's a card with a question. What have I always accepted as true that turned out to be false? Level one? This is level one? <laughs> I what have you, I always accepted as true is, that turned out to be false? This is not your ordinary card game. You have to think. Uh, something already comes to mind, which is the idea that things should o- we should always be striving for the lowest cost and the highest value. Mm. This is something that I have always accepted to be true. That true value is like 90% monetary and 10% maybe something else, but it's probably still monetary. So I would think of eating out or spending time with friends. All of those things I would look through the lens of value is money. And if you can get the same enjoyment for less monetary cost, then that means it's higher value. Mm. And that's how I prioritize a lot of, I guess, my early life. Mm. Um, what what has proven you wrong about that? When it hurt my friendships, I guess, looking back on my cheapest days... We're going back to this again. <laughs> check out our episode on money once again it's a really good episode um but once again it's because i look back on those things and i think if i had said yes to more occasions if i had maybe even been more proactive and planned ways to spend time with friends and not being so stingy about spending on them then perhaps i would have deeper friendships today right Perhaps I would have used my youth more and gained more experiences. I that think way. you should forward this episode to your friends and oh they can have gosh. a listen. Uh. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there you go. That's a that's that's a, mm. that's a small one. Mm. Okay, so I'm gonna give this phone to you, correct? And mm. you're gonna tap the phone and it'll draw a card. Mm. What did the people who raised me teach me about love? What lessons do I want to keep? What do I want to challenge? <laughs> this is level one question. This is Gosh. pretty interesting. I think I immediately thought of the thing that I want to challenge first. Yeah. People who raised me, I guess I would refer to my parents. Yeah. Uh, what I want to challenge is they think that loving someone means sort of diminishing yourself. Mm. And I guess that's that's kind of how Asians see it. Yeah, huh. Like, especially older generation Asians, they think very that... Very sacrifice-driven. Yeah, very sacrifice-driven. Very material-based. And and if you if you love someone and if, if you're part of a family, you just make sacrifices without forcing out. I think they don't, they don't even think to, like, you know, say how they feel. They just sort of go with it because they believe that's, that's part of love. Mm. I think I want to challenge that because I think... Yeah, like you, you do make compromises, but it doesn't mean that you you can't be a fe- you can't be a person of your own, you have your own feelings and priorities. Right. And and yeah. If you don't mind sharing, mm. could you give a example of this in your parents? I I think it was I think I moved a lot when I was a kid due to my dad's job. Yep. So your dad um, had a job that required him to go all over A lot of relocation. Yeah, China. yeah. 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 And um, I, 
yeah, I I don't think there was ever a moment where we would really share how we thought about it. It was just kind of like a no no brainer, and I think there was a time where I think, um, I actually don't know how my mom really felt about it. I think she's always been that very like you know supportive. Like I would rather sacrifice myself. Like. 牺牲小我，成全大我。Give up the little me to complete the big me. Yes, that's a little translation. Um, what lessons do I want to keep? It's it's really really hard. I think I'm really being put on the spot. I honestly don't really look at them as a <laughs> example for love. Fair enough. You can you can save the brain power for level three. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, your turn again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm taking the phone. I'm gonna tap the screen. Let's see what it's got for me. Oh, I have to tap the arrow and all the card. Cool. I have drawn a wild card. And my question is, what are three things I love most about myself today? Go on. The first few things that run through my head are all things that I don't love about myself.、Mm. Like, for instance, the fact that I had to rub my eyes a lot this morning when I woke up because they were itchy for some reason. I don't like that. I had a bit of a runny nose. What's something that I love about myself? Do you count? Does having a relationship <laughs> with you count? <laughs> This is a self-reflection pad card. I know. This is this is why it's hard because you have to actually self-reflect. For all the armchair psychologists out there, I hope you're having a field day with this episode because what's not being said is usually more important than what's being said, right? Okay, let me let me think of something for real. I don't even like what I wore today necessarily, like what I picked out in terms of my clothing, but I do like the jewelry piece that I had today.、Um, maybe more on that later. I think what I liked was today we actually had a fairly serious conversation between you and I about where we saw the relationship and where we were going, and I, I guess I will give myself credit for showing you. It sounds weird for me to say this. How do you feel at the end? How did you feel at the end of that conversation? I felt relief. I felt like I expressed myself. I felt accepted. One of the things I love most about myself today is that I helped you feel those things. <laughs> okay. Gosh, I, I, I'm really, I'm really struggling here to find another two. Okay.、Mm. One of the things that I, I guess I love the most about myself was that I actually remembered to bring everything over to yours, so I see you on the weekends plus plus, and as part of seeing you on the weekends, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I got to bring over, so. I often forget one or two things. Today, there were a whole bunch of things I had to bring because it's Valentine's Day coming up, and this time I remembered everything. So, good on me, I, I suppose. The third thing I loved the most about myself today. You you ended up choosing the sushi instead of the ramen. Yeah. Okay. That was a good. But you know what? I'll take it. So tonight, as part of deciding what we wanted to eat, it was 
it was pretty much the sushi place that Alice had eyed. Mm. You were trying to work out if it's worth more value to pick the ramen or the sushi. Because with the price of a bowl of ramen, you could have ordered four, four portions of sushi. Yes, that's right. And I thought about it. And while the ramen would have been more filling and more value, <laughs> I chose more sushi instead. Which turned out to be good because the sushi was great. We're probably going to post it on our Instagram. Check us out. Like, mm. check it out if you're in Sydney. We, we, we recommend the place. Mm. But yeah, those are the three things that I, that I love the most about myself. You, you conquer your poverty mindset. <laughs> yes, I managed to. Yes, I gave you emotional support. I gave myself organizational support. <laughs> and I spent money. That's good. <laughs> there you go. That's some self-reflection there. Okay. Next one. What is one truth that I've recently come to terms with? One truth. Um, well, it's, it's related to what we talked about earlier today. I think I'm, I realize that I'm a person that, that values different kinds of relationships in my life, not just romantic one. It fulfills me in a different way. Um, and I think I should, I, should, I should focus more on areas outside of my relationship. As the person in this relationship, it's interesting, I guess. Well, I guess I guess a better way to put it is that I realize that my relationship doesn't solve everything. Mm. Like my yeah. relationship shouldn't be the sole source of happiness yeah. or unhappiness. Basically, I should I should have a life going on <laughs> outside of my relationship. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that. It's a pretty powerful truth. Mm-mm. It's something that I had to learn too. Uh, and I think one of the things that struck me when I learned it was it is quite often unfair to have like all of your friendships or all of your human relationships hing- hinging on one person. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's a lot of burden, right? To be the sole source of support. I don't actually feel burdened being <laughs> your sole source of support. But I'm really happy for you that you've realized that your values lay in a diverse range of relationships. Yeah, I think that's a better way to put it. Not to say you're poly, you know. Uh, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with poly, by the way. But it's, it's just there's, there's more to relationships than just love. Mm. This is for all of you out there who are celebrating Single Awareness Day. Yeah, Single Awareness Day. You, you got this. You got this, fam. Mm. <laughs> Okay, cool. I'm going to draw another card. What do I keep doing that keeps hurting? Why do I keep repeating this behavior? (laughs) This sounds a bit like a My Chemical Romance (laughs) lyric. What do I do? What do I keep doing that keeps hurting? Please cut that one out. That should be the sound bite of this episode. Oh my gosh, I would have, I would have at least maybe tried a better melody line. <laughs> oh wow, um, what do I keep doing that keeps hurting? It it would be a cop out to say my exercise routine, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> uh, I think it's actually indulging in short-term fun at the expense of my sleep. So 
Mm. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll just be like on the internet and it hits 11 or 12 a.m. And it's like, I could sleep, but I kind of don't feel like sleeping. So maybe I'll just play like a bit of a game, you know, and I'll play and I'll play. And obviously that doesn't make me any more sleepier. And sometimes it'll go on until like, say, 2 or 3 a.m. And I got a 9 a.m. start the next day. And so I'll go to bed thinking, oh, man, I only have six hours of sleep tonight. But then I keep on repeating the behavior. The why part is interesting, isn't it? How is this level one? Um, I think the reason why I repeat it is probably relating to a sense of time value or maybe a lack of time value. Like, I want to do bigger and better things with my time. Like, finish some of my articles or write more. But every time I try to do it, it doesn't work out because I don't like what I write. And so I distract myself Mm. from bigger and better with just things that are temporarily fun as a distraction. And I keep on distracting myself until it gets, like, too late and my reason kicks in and goes, you should really sleep now. Maybe that's why I keep repeating the behavior. I'm not actually sure. Mm. I gotta think (laughs) on that more. But that's my current clue. Mm. Okay, I'll read mine. What expectation have I set on someone that has been hurting me the most? I don't think anyone's hurting me at this point of my life. (laughs) Can I skip the question? Well, fair enough. I mean, if if you got nothing, you got nothing, right? What expectation have I set on someone that has been... Yeah. You know what? But why, why do you think that is? Why do you think none of your expectations have hurt you? No, no, no. It's asking about a person that's been hurting me the most. Ooh. On the person. Okay, I can see how you've read that. Thank you, English. Okay, let me reread the question to show you why. What expectation have I set on someone that has been hurting me the most? You can read that two ways. Mm -hmm. The way you read it was, what expectation have I set on someone that has been hurting me the most? Mm -hmm. I would have read that as, what expectation have you set on someone that has been hurting you the most? Okay. Like, it's the expectation that's hurting and not the person. Hmm. Answer that, then. If you can't answer it the other way around, answer that. Which expectation has hurt you the most? Well, I, I guess I guess it has to be you, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not, the, not as a person, but, like, I think I have... I think I have the expectation of you coming to me as such, uh, like, a newborn child. <laughs> like, I don't, like... I guess I expect you to be free of baggage. I expect you to be free of prejudice. Not that you have a lot, but... <laughs> I guess, I guess you know, everyone has prejudice from, from, you know, life experiences. And I guess sometimes I wish you don't have them. Hmm. Um, I wish you just, you just kind of come to me as a, as a blank piece of paper. Um, and I think that's, that's not right. That's unrealistic. Hmm. Interesting. When you say blank, what do you, like, what kind of prejudices or biases did you wish I didn't have? Um, your sometimes pessimistic view on relationships. Hmm. And your very biased, like, value proposition system. (laughs) 
like how you you said it yourself, like you would you would have this like basically poverty mindset, and I think sometimes I have to like really convince you out of it, mm. but then it keeps coming back because it's just who you are. It's <laughs> 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 so deeply rooted. Mm. Yeah, but you know, I don't think that's that's expectation is is correct per se. Mm. Well, I guess it does also hurt you because. A poverty mindset is genuinely damaging to happiness, and and this is something that we've talked about and that I'm working on. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. But it's it's good to be honest, I guess, with with where we are. I think that's the that's the core concept of our podcast, mm. <laughs> Ian, with his poverty mindset and how that spirals. This is maybe this is actually secretly a poverty mindset podcast disguised as an Asian podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Okay. I'm gonna draw a card then. Okay. Who do I feel most myself around? Why? Easy. It's you. Mm. And then the second person is me. Uh, when I'm around you, I feel the most myself in the best way. Mm. And I'm when around myself, I feel the most myself in the worst way. I think it's because when I'm with you, you make me feel very accepted mm. and very understood. You and I have a lot of similarities in how we think and in our wavelengths. And that's not something I've had for most of my life, mm. really. Being kind of westernized in a very Asian context... But yet not going like full America boo, it puts you in a kind of weird spot, mm. you know. And obviously, when you go from Asia to Australia, you're not gonna get a lot of people on the same wavelength as you either in Australia of of all places. Mm. So I found myself really lucky that I found you, in in that we really do think really similarly on a lot of things. And it's just the way we approach it. So yeah. Definitely you bring out all of the parts of me that I would usually censor or tweak in order to be more liked. What have I outgrown recently? What am I growing into? That's a really good one. I I stopped having liquid breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I did it for like not even a week, I think. It was, it was kind of... Um, then would you really say you've grown into it in the first place? No, no, no I think those are two separate questions. Like, what, oh. are, what have I outgrown and what yeah. am I currently growing I into? I wouldn't say that you could outgrow something that was just a phase, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, by liquid breakfast, I mean a smoothie. Um, smoothie for breakfast, then the reason is because... Well, try, trying to be more healthy. Mm. Uh. Part of it is also like a I see it as an easy way to ingest fruits. Yeah. Um, it's it's also like relatively easy to make. Mm-hmm. What am I growing into? Why would you say you've outgrown it? Oh, let's not let's not move on just yet. Why do you think you've <laughs> outgrown it though? Why? It's it's just how I am. I just I just I can't like eat the same thing every day for a very long period of time. Like let it be cereal, oats, or bread. I need to switch it up. And do you think this pattern of needing to switch it up is, like, present in general, or is it just a food thing? In general, in all all areas. So then, perhaps, if I could suggest, what you've outgrown isn't that particular pattern, Mm -hmm. but you've outgrown the idea that you can force yourself (laughs) 
into an optimal, repeatable action. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And you realize for you that, like, even if something might be optimal, you can't bring yourself to repeat it. Mm. And therefore, that's not actually the optimal for you. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that's very powerful because, you know, I used to beat myself up a lot for not being consistent about the things that I thought I wanted, mm. right? I used to be very, well, I guess I still am kind of very calculating about the optimum. There's always the best way to do things and everything else is trash because it's not the best. Um, and I outgrew it when I realized that that was burning me out mm. as an attitude. I wasn't enjoying life. Mm. Just like I guess you weren't enjoying breakfast. Mm. It's a good thing to outgrow. Hmm. What what do you think you're growing into? I, I suppose, do you feel like from a character perspective or a mindset perspective, there's something new and improved that you're exploring? Um, I think I take more agency in life. Mm, that's very good. I think I, I used to be the kind of person that just kind of contributes a lot of things to bad luck. And then, you know, as time passes, I look at other people and, you know, I thought, like, are they really that much more lucky than I am? Mm. And I think the answer is mostly no. Mm -hmm. And I think I I realized that not, you know, not everything is due to either, like, pure bad luck or good luck. And I I should have agency in my life to change that. Yeah. That's very powerful. Mm. If you went to get your fortune drawn during Chinese New Year, don't worry about what you drew. You have some agency and you too can grow into this new mindset together with Alice. <laughs> okay, I'm going to draw on our card. What's a non-negotiable in my life? It's quality. Mm. Quality in my relationships and quality in my jewelry. Which brings us to the sponsor of today's podcast, Anna Luisa. Anna Luisa, Anna Luisa, is a fantastic jewelry brand who are carbon neutral and water neutral, hmm. uh, which you don't see on very many of your mainstream brands. What is water neutral? Water neutral means that they reduce water use, they offset their water demand in the existing communities, which is pretty important in a place like Australia, where you know we get into droughts basically every year. They have fantastic fair prices for their jewelry, starting from $39, I believe. And they have new collections released every Friday. You can now shop at Ana Luisa with our exclusive discount code. Get yourself or your loved ones and use our code BANANAFICATION to get 10% off. 10% off. And I think you get free shipping over $50 uh, in Australia. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we have a couple of samples, and their gold chain is pretty good, I have to say. I wear it all day today. Mm. It's got some real weight to it, which makes me how feel good you, and proper. How did you feel wearing a gold chain today? I felt great. Um, genuinely, did, did I don't think I more, usually... Did you feel more like you're from Harajuku? <laughs> <laughs> it, went, it went pretty nicely with the white shirt and the beige, like, yeah, I, I think today. I think it's surprisingly um, like subtle, but like it stands out a lot. Yeah. It's it's not like your chunky like 
like you know really chunky like gold chains that you see like in like older Chinese men. Yeah, this one's nice, subtle, but it's still got a good weight around your neck, so you feel like you're actually wearing a thing.、Mm. Um, and of course, doesn't cost the earth.、Mm. Doesn't cost the earth to have a piece of jewelry that's pretty good. Please go ahead and check out Ana Luisa. Use our code for ten percent off.、Uh, you can visit them at shop dot analuisa dot com slash bananafication. Link is in the description. Thank you very much, Analuisa, for sponsoring us. Thank you. My turn. When was the last time I remember being mean to someone? Why did I act this way? Ah.、Hmm. <sighs> All these questions are very confronting. Hmm, has to be you, right? <laughs> I don't know why you say that these questions are hard when the answer is usually just me. <laughs> the、um, answer is usually. I just think I think I got、Ian. upset at you for for something that you said like quite some time ago.、Mm-hmm. I think I hold I hold quite a lot of grudges <laughs> against you, and I think <laughs> in, in some ways when I'm in a bad mood or when I'm. Just simply annoyed. I I like to bring up those things as a, I guess as a trigger, as an excuse to like, you know, be upset at you. Hmm. Why do you think that is? I guess I want to feel entitled. I want to feel entitled for what I'm feeling in the moment. And in, yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> Hmm. And I guess to make it clear for everyone, I'm actually maybe maybe for better or for worse, I'm actually okay indulging in a bit of your behavior because I, I guess I've got the tolerance for it. And if I feel at any point that it crosses a、mm. line, I I usually tell you, don't I?、Mm. And we usually then use that as an opportunity to work through it together. Okay. We do a whole process and everything. It's great. Hmm. Mm. Okay, we have answered ten questions now. Ten. I think I'm gonna switch out the cards. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm gonna move to the main questions. Yeah. Sure. So the main questions are more broad. I also checked the levels, so I think it goes like level one is is the get to know you parts. Level two was, was it? It was just like something or other.、Um, asking the rarely asked questions, so it's a bit deeper. But level three is not harder. No, level not, three is just、game. a reflection of your game experience. Yeah, I think level two is probably what we、we'll、actually want to do.、Mm. So okay, again, my turn then. Ian can start again. So we're going up one level.、Mm. Okay. My card is: What do you crave more of? Money. Yeah. It's terrible. But it do be like sometimes. It do be like that sometimes, and it's not just like in that dumb way of oh, of course everyone could do with an extra ten thousand dollars. No, I think like with more money, a lot of my current complexes will feel some kind of relief. You know, complexes about you know materially building our future together. I actually disagree. Affording. I don't think having more money will cure your poverty mindset. I think that's coming. I think I think the poverty mindset is some sort of insecurity. Yeah, <laughs> an insecurity around material belongings. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think that's more of a 
a deeply rooted way of thinking. Mm. Yeah. I don't think it's it's that it's not pro- necessarily proportionate to how much someone's earning. Yeah. I I think like on its own I don't need a gajillion dollars, but I do want enough to have at least like an okay apartment in Sydney. Mm. You know, and an okay car. I think if I really were to genuinely ask myself what I crave, it's time and it's youth, to be honest. I kind of wish <laughs> I could stay forever 29 and just write everything that I want to write while indulging in my terrible lack of discipline. You know, I wish that my lack of discipline didn't come with the consequences it does. You basically want to be immature forever. Not immature. I, I don't want to feel like... There is a time limit on me figuring out how I want to get to where to the person I want to be. Mm. You know, like for me to be where I want to be, I got to figure it out somehow. And if I don't get it done before a certain time period, I will actually not have enough time to do it. So, yeah, I guess I guess that's what I crave. OK, so I'm going to click now. If you could get to know someone in your life on a deeper level, who would it be and why? Cool. That's a really good question. Mm. That's a very easy question compared to what I got. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think ironically, it would actually be my mom. Mm, Yeah. I think she's like the closest person to me. Hmm. But I, I sometimes I don't know what she's thinking and why she's feeling the way she is. And again, I think that's... For those of you with Asian parents, you might feel this way. I think older generation Asians just don't express themselves the same way that we are taught to. Yeah. And I think it takes them a lot to be upset or even, well, at least express that they're upset. And when they are, they don't really talk about it and... You don't really understand where it's coming from and what they've gone through. Um, so yeah, I think it would actually be my mom. Hmm. Because I, I sometimes I just don't know why she's she thinks in a certain way and she feels in a certain way. How does it make you feel when there's like that gap in understanding? It can be frustrating. Um, like for instance. She is on schedule to actually come to Sydney next month. She's going to move. From Hong Kong. From Hong Kong. Uh, she's going to move here. I think she's been having a lot of ups and downs with how she's feeling about it. I think some days she's very optimistic. And other days she's quite pessimistic about it. And I don't really know what's making her feel that. Like, I don't know what's driving her to feel mm feel that uncertainty like why is it so turbulent in how she feels because she doesn't really talk about it she would just say she would just say things that are you know somewhat passive aggressive and and it's it's quite hard like i can only make assumptions uh because it's it i think it comes down to the fear of unknown Mm. but then i'm just speculating right i'm thinking i'm thinking like how i would react and i think it's quite hard to get her to actually say what she wants because I also think she has this thing where she expects you to understand without her explaining herself 
in in that Asian way. Oh yeah, if you want to listen, all unspoken rules. If, right. If you want to learn more about Asian communications and why is this toxic, please refer to our previous episode. We have a whole discussion on it. Wait, we didn't release that one. What do you mean? Oh wait, no, we did. Okay, sorry, I I, I mixed it up with the other one. That's fine. That's okay. You can just cut out my. I think we should include it to show people <laughs> that you don't remember. Show people that we actually have a secret episode. A secret episode that's being hidden. Okay. I have drawn a card that says, Reminder. Be more interested in understanding others than being understood. Mm-hmm. Do you think I have this problem? I think for you it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you, you express a much greater interest in knowing what other people are thinking instead of letting them know that what you're thinking. Yeah. I think you 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 hide yourself a lot more. Yeah, because what I think doesn't matter. What matters the most is whether they like me. Why does it not matter what you think? Or whether they understand you or not? Oh, it just it just matters a lot more whether they like me. You know, like relatively speaking, <laughs> don't right? You, don't you think they would like you if they understood you more? Huh. Not necessarily. I, I guess that's where that's where my cynicism comes from. It's it's that I don't have a lot of faith that people want to understand or would understand. If you want to understand Ian more, please send us a DM or an email. You don't even need to do that. Just check out the episode of Money. That explains everything, doesn't it? <laughs> really? <laughs> Is that why our Money episode has so many views? Because we keep on telling people to check it out. <laughs> hmm. mm. But it is, it is a good general reminder. Um, and I think what helps me a lot is that the process of understanding others can be very fun and engaging. You know, practicing your active listening, practicing finding the right questions to ask, practicing a broader set of interests, right? Um, you know, I like to meet people and I go in with the mindset of everyone is always interesting all of the time. It just depends for how long. Some people are interesting for the span of an hour. Some people are interesting for the span of a 10-year friendship. Some people are just interesting for five minutes, right? But the important thing is you just got to find that thing that makes them interesting. Mm. You know, I think it's fun. Hmm. Oh, okay. I got a wild card as well. Are we going to follow the rules for the wild card? Uh, it says show the first photo in your camera row and explain. Okay. Cool. My camera row, it's a photo of Ian Yes. that we took just about three hours ago at the sushi place that we were eating at. I I took it because I thought you look very cute today in your outfit. With, With my Ana Luisa chain. <laughs> yes. Because, because, so Ian very rarely wears jewelry. I think that's actually almost like the first time I see you wear anything on your neck. Yeah, I don't have very many pieces. Well, no. I have no pieces on my neck. I used to wear this cringe lord stopwatch. You know the little stopwatches <laughs> that you could like press a button and the lid would flip out? I used to wear one of those. 
I thought it was cool. Your fashion when I was sense 14. has changed a lot since. Yeah, I don't look upon that period fondly. Mm. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, so that's the last photo in my camera roll. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna draw a card. What's your mother's name and the most beautiful thing about her? Hmm. Very good. My mom's name is. The most beautiful thing about her is her perseverance. She sacrificed a lot to be with my father, and to raise us. Back then, it was quite different, and especially because it was in Asia, right? She was from Hong Kong. My dad's from this tiny town in Malaysia. I mean, Kota Kinabalu isn't tiny anymore, but it's still pretty small. And my grandmother was of the mind that if you want to get married as a woman, you got to take care of the house and of the children. Like you got to raise them properly, which means she would have to migrate from Hong Kong to a place where it's very very hard to get working rights. And to a small town with a very small market that wouldn't support her career as an auditor slash accountant, she was I think like a couple of weeks away from doing her chartered accountancy exam, and she gave that up. Right, mm. and since then it's been consistently choice after choice after choice of her choosing her family, and choosing I guess. The collective happiness over mm. perhaps the selfish choice. I mean, quote unquote selfish, right? You can choose to interpret or see this mm. any which way. That's how she chose to see it, and I owe everything to her mm. for having done that. Very good. Mm. My turn is: Is there a feeling that you miss? I miss the feeling of unknown. Hmm. Uh, we actually talked about this earlier today. I, I am the kind of person that is driven by the feeling of unknown because to me it it drives me to know more to understand more. And that unknown can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. It can be, um, you know, traveling to a different country that you I've never been to, or or even. Or it can be visiting a new area, a new local restaurant that I haven't been to, or it it can be an even larger scale, you know, uh, working in a different kind of company, all sorts of things. But I think that's that's the feeling that I've. I, would I say I miss? Yeah, I I kind of miss it. Hmm. Do you think that feeling gives you? Why is it something pleasurable? Keeps me on my toes. Keeps me stimulated. Keeps me thinking about what it can be. And where do you think that value system comes from? I think it's my general personality. Yeah. So you think you were born with? I think I was also conditioned to it mm. because growing up, I lived in many different cities. Mm. I almost never stay in one city for. Well, the longest that I've have continuously lived in the same city was Hong Kong. And that was when I was a child for about eight years, and that was the longest. Yeah. So I was always conditioned to like get used to new things, get you know being very adaptable. 
Um, and I guess that conditioned me for it and, you know, m- maybe develop an appetite for it even. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm no stranger to changes yeah. as some people would be. You've mentioned before that the, in- the relative instability in your early life was not necessarily a good thing. How do you feel about the fact that your outlook now is shaped on, I guess, a negative early experience? It's still both. Mm. I would actually still say it's both. I think that if you flip the coin and look at it, it's like, it also gives me the insecurity. It sounds really weird, but I guess it's something that I both enjoy, but worry about at the same time. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's quite conflicting in that sense. Um, I mentioned this because my personal framework is to understand who you are and what your motivations are and what you value. You could often trace it to your childhood. Mm. And the important thing is then deciding how you feel about it. If you think... Uh, my childhood was rough. That's why I value, for example, strength and directness. Then you got to decide, is that premise still something I agree with? Mm. Do I think that strength is good still, knowing that it came from a bad place? Mm. Maybe you might go, yes, in which case good. Or maybe you might go, no, I realize that me thinking strength is good is unhealthy. Because it came from a bad place. Mm. And then you can start the process of realigning your values to what you believe in, you know? Mm. I, I would, yeah, I agree with what you say. I think I've heard this theory that we, we as human beings often go after things that not necessarily they're good for us or we enjoy even, but things that are familiar. Mm. And that could be very bad things in, in, in many ways. Yeah. Um, I think I have a different take on it now. I think I like the feeling of the unknown when it's kind of within my agency. Mm. When when I'm the one to introduce the unknown. Yeah. Not that the yes. unknown just sort of happens to me one day and I have no control over it. You like, enjoy creating potential. Yes, yes. Mm. I think that's a I think that's a better way. That's yeah. You enjoy creating possibilities. Yes. Yes. Perfect. That's a really good way to put it. Shall we do another three more? Yeah. Okay. Drew another card. How would you describe the feeling of being in love in one word? Acceptance. Mm. Both receiving and giving. I wanted to say something like peace or contentment, but I think acceptance is all of that and more. Like a trend, like it's the it's the root of it. I think for me, being in love is finding someone that I accept wholly, and it's to be accepted. Mm. You know, so some people's relationships seem to be built on, like, conflict. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, you, you've got, like, all those, like, hustle culture. Why do I keep on bagging on hustle culture people? I think it's because they're generally obnoxious. Anyways, you know, stuff like, Arp- iron sharpens iron, you know, like, I want my well, partner to challenge me. Well, I hear this a lot. It's not hustle culture, but I hear love is hard. Love takes a lot of work. Love Men- is not easy. You know, me- mentally acceptance is work, but it's work that 
I can always see the value for. Like I can always see that it gives me great benefits. Mm. So it doesn't feel like work at the end of the process. Mm. You know? So my question is, what is your first love's name and the reason why you fell in love with them? It's it's Ian again. <laughs> That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> um, the reason why I fell in love with them. I like how it used dumb instead of him. It's the her. well. It's the gen. Not generic. Sorry for gender those of neutral. You, yes, for those of you who identify as they. Well, did, it's um, gender neutral. Because I can see a future with you. Because I see, I I I think that when I met you, I f- I felt like I found my soulmate. Hmm. I, I think I asked you. I think I asked you that before. You told me you didn't believe in it or <laughs> something like that. You didn't believe in a term for it. Mm. Um. Yeah, but I guess I didn't believe it until I met one either. But I think yeah, I think we just connected on so many different levels and. Okay, last card, which means I guess I both start and end the session, huh? Mm. What question are you trying to answer most in your life right now? Damn. Will I have more money? No. It, it, <laughs> I, I, I know what I have <laughs> to do to get more money. The stocks go back up. Yeah, I know. When will Bitcoin hit 69k again? Please. My lungs, they're all underwater. No. <laughs> The question I'm trying to answer the most in my life right now is how can I get to be the person I want to be faster, Mm. I think. It's like, how can I achieve the things that I want to achieve? How can I transform myself so that I can actually be that person, right? Like, right now, for example, I, I, I sometimes make light of this. I sometimes joke that, like, the one thing that I want to do is write my book and then die. (laughs) It's no longer like that, but, you know, how do I write this thing that, this idea that I've had for so long, and how do I write it in a way that it fulfills the ridiculous pedestal I've put it on? You know, my life's work. Okay. And I think the worst part about this question is... Am I trying to answer it? I think I spend half as much energy answering it as I do distracting myself from it. Because the rest of my life is actually going pretty well, right? Like, I've got a pretty good relationship. I've got a job that I like. And that job will give me the money, which is also what I like. You know, like, there are... (laughs) Alice and I were actually discussing this. I have this theory that some people are recyclers. And some people are compartmentalizers. Like for Alice, she needs her itches scratched a certain way. Mm. And if you're happy in one area, it doesn't mean you're going to be happy in a different area. Whereas for me, I'm a recycler. If I'm happy in one area, that's good enough for me, even if some of the other areas are not satisfactory at all. Hmm. I mean, well, because wouldn't you want to achieve, like, a general happiness? Yeah, and so for me, I achieve a general happiness by recycling the areas that I can find happiness in to cover up the parts that I cannot. Whereas with you, I think you pursue general happiness through having all of those areas be good. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
And it's led to some interesting differences or would you even say they're conflicts over the period we've been dating? Um, I, I don't think so because it's, it's not something that I guess I really thought about until very recently. Yeah. I guess the, the new year got me, got me thinking about it a little bit. Like when have, when has it become a problem where I seem to be very satisfied with very little? I don't think it's a problem because that's just kind of your default. Yeah, fair enough. I think in general, like day to day life, you're pretty you're pretty content with with how things are. Yeah, because I recycle. <laughs> I mega recycle. Well, or maybe you found peace internally. I don't know. Mm. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I think, I think yeah, like we're we're not trying to say that you you have to be discontent. I think our culture, especially kind of gives up that vibe don't you think like you know you don't want to settle like yeah. you want to do more you want to achieve more don't listen to the people who are settling they never achieve great things you want to achieve great things don't you because you're secretly anxious on the inside yeah i think i don't think that's necessarily good i think it's sleazy <laughs> it's <laughs> sleazy to target people's anxieties to get them to buy your self-help book hmm yeah. Well, you can be very, very content. Um, and that's that's fine. You don't always need to chase after new things or trying to pick at your own life. But if that's how you want to do it, what well, power do you too, you know? Mm. We're all not on a race. We're all just on a slog. <laughs> Learn to love your own slog. And I guess that's a pretty good place to end today's podcast. Mm. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you listen to Mm. this episode. If you have any questions you want to reach out to us, please send us an email at bananafication.podcast at gmail.com. That's bananafication.podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to see the things that we're up to, you want to see lifestyle posts and haha funny memes, or possibly discuss our episodes, you can check out our Instagram, bananafication.podcast. Please go ahead and check it out. We, we, we put some pretty reasonably cool things up there. And of course, once again, a thank you to the sponsor of today's episode, Anna Luisa. Please go check them out. Love them for sponsoring on us. Mm. Use our code BANANAFICATION. You can also check it in the description box. Yes, link in the description as well. Thank you so much, guys. And gals. And they them. Until next time. Bye.